we now begin a whole new Masechta, and that's Masechus Erevin, Perakal of Mishnah Aleph. This Masechta, it's more important than even usual to listen to the introduction that I gave um, for two reasons. First of all, because the principles on which the Masechta are built um, are complex and manifold, and if you don't understand exactly how love it works, how good works, and how the difference between Mavu and Chatzer, and the different Rashios, etc., then the whole Masechta is gobbledygook. So that's number one. And number two is this first mission like jumps into the thick of it as if you knew what's going on from the beginning uh, and you know lots of what's going on in Masechus Erevin. So you need to get the background here. Um, I'll pick up with what's essential to understand this Mishnah, which is that we're talking here about a a uh, Mavui. A Mavui is an alleyway which provides access to the main thoroughfare main thoroughfare we'll call it the boulevard, that is the Rishos Harabim. So what happened is in the time of the Mishnah, people's residences were were around a common area called a chatzer, a courtyard. And you'd have, let's say, you could think of it halakhli like an apartment building. It's just like the apartment building might have a private lobby, which is just the property of the members of the apartment building. You also might have like a, you know, like a, a courtyard in the apartment building, which is private property that is reserved just for the members of the apartment building. So that's called the Chatzer. In the time of the Mishnah, the residences, and we're not an apartment building per se, but they were single-story or maybe two-story residences that were um, built around um, or inside a common area. That common area, the Chatzer, is where they did most of their activities, including cooking, as well as craftsmanship, etc. So those are close-off areas, the Chatzeros, the courtyards, and they are bona fide rishus Yachids, um, as we'll see, however, and we said in the introduction, we'll see later on, um, even those need to have some adjustments made in order to carry them on Shabbos. And the reason why is because it doesn't feel necessarily like a private domain as much as you're sharing this um, area with other people. Now, the chats, multiple chatseros, multiple courtyards, would open up into an alleyway, a mavui, and that mavui would provide access to the Rishasaram, the main boulevard, the main thoroughfare. A mavui can come in one of two types. Either it can be a mufulash, open on both ends. Mavui, that means that the courtyard's open on either side of the alleyway. But then on the far side, and the near side of the alleyway, is an access point to a Rishasarab, so the two boulevards on either side. That is not what we're talking about in this mission. This mission is talking about an eno mufulash, a mavui that doesn't run all the way through. In other words, it's a mavui Sasum or Mavui Satum, closed off on the third side. So it's got a dead end. It's a blind alleyway. It ends on one side. And that being the case, you have walls on either side of the Mavui, which are the walls of the Chatseros on either side. And you have a wall on the back end, um, which is just the dead end that blocks off. So you only have one side, which is the entrance, the fourth side. And that's the entrance that provides egress to and um, from the Rishus Harab. So Midoraisa, since this Mavui, Enumu Fulash, Mavui Sasum, has three walls, and it's open on the fourth, Midoraisa, it is a Rishus Hayachid. However, the rabbis felt that because it's a wide open place, and as much as there's a lot of strangers walking through there, it has, um, on the fourth side, access point to a Rishus Harab, they were concerned that people would think, if I can carry inside the Mavui, I can carry on the street, you know, a few inches over, in the and therefore, they wanted certain adjustments made to the Mavui to make sure that people would not 
misunderstand that while it could be permitted to carry in the Mavui, it's strictly prohibit, prohibited midoraisa to carry in the Rosh Hashanah. So they have two kinds of adjustments that are made. The first kind of adjustment addresses architectural changes. That is to say you have to build some kind of structure or otherwise physically alter the Mavui so that people can visibly recognize that this area, the Mavui, is offset from the Shosarabim. That's an architectural consideration. And the second is what I'll call a residential consideration. You have to make sure that people um, feel that this is um, somehow uh, unified by their residents. This mission will focus on the architectural consideration. That is to say, um, not what we're going to talk about later on. We'll talk about a, a Shutsu Mavos, like a, a shared food for the members of the Mavui, which is similar to the Eir of Chatseros and so on. No, here we're talking about the adjustment that goes to the Mavui in terms of architecture, and that means you'll have to make some adjustments at the point of connection between the Mavui and the Rishusarab. So really there are three possible things that could be going on to set off the Mavui from the Rishusarab. You could have the Kora, the Lechi, or a Tzuras Pesach. The Kora is the beam, which is balanced atop the walls on either side of the entranceway to the Mavui. It's like a cross beam overhead. So when you walk into the Mavui directly over your head, you'll see this beam across. And that sort of marks off that you've now entered into the Mavui, which is the Shosayachid. That's the Kora, cross beam. You also have the possibility of a Lechi, which is a side beam, a side post, not mentioned in our Mishnah. Or you could have the Tzuras Pesach. That Tzuras Pesach, we'll get to in this Mishnah, is you make a, a bona fide entrance way into the Mavui. And I'll discuss that more in a few moments. And if you have the Tzuras Pesach, which literally means the form of an entranceway, so then um, also it can be considered to be offset. So you have three possibilities, Kora, Lechi, and Tzuras Pesach. We'll discuss the Kora and the Lechi in our, excuse me, the Kora and the Tzuras Pesach in our Mishnah. Okay, so let's first talk about the Kora. The Kora is a crossbeam. So what's going on in this Mishnah, the next Mishnah will define it much more exactly, the details of what the Kora has to be made of and how it has to be made is the crossbeam, which is acting as a heker. A heker means a reminder. Uh, it's like something visible, a visible thing you see, which reminds you that this is Rosh part of the Mavui, and beyond it is Rosh the boulevard where one may not carry. So it's a reminder. Now, that Korah has to be within eye shot, and sort of you have to notice it. If it's too far from where one's eyes would notice, so then... Since you don't notice it, you're not going to be reminded, so it's not effective as a hacker, as a reminder for you. So our mission starts out by saying, the mavui shuhu ama. If you have the mavui and it's more than 20 amos offset from the ground beneath it, so then it's going to be too far up and you're not going to notice it, therefore it's not going to be an effective hacker, and therefore it doesn't serve as an effective korah to allow you to carry inside the mavui, and therefore the din will be, as the mission says, yima'et, you must lower it down. This mission might be familiar to those who learned sukkah before, because really the beginning of sukkah is just like this beginning of Erevin over here. Um, but you can look over there for more. In any case, here we're saying that you must lower, or the might literally means to reduce. So you have to reduce the distance between the floor and the korah, the crossbeam. In truth, there are two ways to do that. You could either A, bring the crossbeam lower down and attach it lower down on the walls, so it's within... 20 almost of the ground, or you could put some kind of platform at the entrance to your Mavoi, probably very useful 
um, if it's going to impede traffic, you have to stumble over it. But the point is, you could do that, and then again, um, make the distance between the ground and the kora above it um, twenty amos or less, and and therefore it will be considered to be noticeable and fine a kosher mavoi. Twenty amos, roughly ten meters, roughly thirty feet. So we're talking like a three-story building. So we're saying beyond three stories up, people just don't notice necessarily, and therefore the crossing will be ineffective. The truth is, if a person um, would have like no flashing neon lights or something equivalent, it might again be okay because the person would notice that crossing because it's so eye-catching. In any case, that's the base halacha here. Rabbi Yehuda, Om Rabbi disagrees, and he says, no, even if it's more than 20 almost high, it's still noticeable, and therefore, in Otsarach. Um, the truth is, according to the Bartanura, the noticeability is not relevant. He, the Bartanura learns that Rabbi Yehuda understands that the function of the Korah is not as a heker. The basic din he's arguing with is that the function of the Korah doesn't serve as a reminder that this is offset, but rather it actually um, acts as a, as a mechitz, as a fourth wall. And it works through the, the uh, phenomenon called P. Tikra Yored Vesosem, that the, uh, the, the lip of a roof acts as a wall and goes down to seal off. I discussed that in the introduction much more. But in any case, the point here is that's functioning as a machitza, and therefore it doesn't matter how high it is. That's what the Bartanura learns. Um, other Rishonim, in fact, learned that he is learning that it's serving as a hacker. He just holds that people do notice. He's much more lenient as far as what's noticeable. And he says even if it's more than 20 almost tall, people will still notice it. So whatever the approach is in how to understand Rabbi Yehuda, the point is he allows Korah to be more than 20 almost high. Allah is like Tanakama, 20 almost is indeed the max. Vaharachav, says the Mishnah, if it's in the width of the entranceway, me'eser amos, if it exceeds 10 amos across, then yima'et, it also must be reduced, meaning the width of the entrance at most um, can be 10 amos wide. The idea being, if it's more than 10 amos wide, it's no longer an entranceway. Now it's just simply a breach in the wall of Pirza, and a breach in the wall doesn't serve, um, can't be something that's effectively going to be considered to be offset from the Shusaram. Essentially, the Shusaram is sort of like almost leaking in to the, the Mavoy. And that being the case, it's no, no longer, you can't, won't work. You have to reduce um, the width of the entranceway of the Mavoy to the point where it can be considered, can be considered a Pesach, an entrance, as opposed to a Pirza, a breach. So the threshold there is 10, almost 5 meters. So again, if you had an 11 meter wide, for argument's sake, um, entranceway, you'd have to reduce the width by, let's say, adding some sort of fence or post or board or something to shrink the side size of the entranceway. By the way, Rabbi Hood disagrees with that. He also allows you to have an entranceway that could be wider than um, 10 amos. Now, all that said, the mission finishes up by saying, Im pesach, If at the entranceway of your mavui is not simply a cross beam that's supported by the walls of the that surround the chatseros on either side of the mavoi, but rather you have a bona fide tsuras um, pesach, the structure of an entranceway, then the whole all, all everything's gonna be okay. Meaning, I'll explain that. If you have a tsuras pesach, what does tsuras pesach mean? It means that a standard doorway, a standard entranceway, has a very basic two basic features. It has side posts on either side of the door. Those are called in Hebrew mezuzos. Because that's where the mezuzah, and that's where the mezuzah goes, and there's a cross beam atop it, but it's called a lintel. The lintel sits atop of the two side posts, 
Okay, in Hebrew it's called a mashkov. And a normal doorway has a structural lintel that's supported by two doorposts. That's what a doorway looks like. So if you have a structure that resembles this source of Pesach, the structure of an entranceway, meaning you have two side posts and a lintel across those side posts, that will f- work as a, as a formal mechitza. And if you have that, so then you no longer need to be constrained by either the 10 ama wide or 20 ama tall limitation. Okay? So at that point, there's no need to have a reminder, a hacker that you're entering and leaving the, the, uh, the mavoi, because in fact the Tzorah Pesach essentially walls it off and makes a fourth mechitz and says this area over here is Rishasiyachid and beyond it is Rishasarabim. Meaning you can have, again, can, the Tzorah Pesach could be more than 20 almost tall and it can be more than 10 almost wide. The mission here says inside, uh, let me contradict mission that's clear. The Korah isn't sitting on two side posts, it's just sitting atop the walls on either side of the mavoi. The Tzorah Pesach has formal side posts that are within the walls, of the entranceway to the Mavoy, and then that lintel running across it sits atop the post on either side. So the Mishnah says, um, if it's im yesh if the entranceway to the Mavoy has the formal tzura pesach, the form of an entranceway, two side posts, and a lintel across, so then, afopishu rachav me'eser amos, even if the entranceway is wider than 10 amos across, or for that matter, if it's more than 20 amos tall, it doesn't matter, Ain tsarich lemaet, no need to reduce that, it's no problem at all.